What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Randley Viking Podcast. This is your head Hanyak coming at you live from my recording studio, aka closet, and feeling good today. Um, just got back from the gym, got cleaned up, washed my hair. Today was hair washing day. It's a big day for me. For all you short hairs, you may not understand. You say, I wash my hair every day. Well, it's different when you have lengthy hair. Uh, you need to let those natural oils build up and work through your hair a little bit. So I wash maybe twice a week, but the long hair folks know what's up, aka mostly women. But um, <clears throat> if you want to know more about long hair lifestyle, how to get here, what it's like, I did an episode on that. You have to go back and search a few months. It's fine. But yeah, we've got a lot of exciting stuff. I got some feedback on a couple of people's Little Debbie's top three. And no, I don't have the official bracket, but I did have an idea. And I could do this for Friday to build out, do a drawing of a Little Debbie bracket and then walk through to ultimately come to who is the Little Debbie champion. Obviously... <laughs> Obviously, I would I would do my best to be as unbiased as possible, and it would it would really help me to have someone else here to discuss and debate. So maybe that's something I wait and do. If someone wants to come on, and we can do. I mean, we could do it a round at a time too, and just make it a short little blurb at the end of an episode where it's like, all right, we're gonna do the first round. We're gonna walk through these matchups. Maybe it maybe it just needs to be a round robin, depending on how many there are. But uh, basically, the point being, I may want to go way too deep into this little Debbie stuff. But uh, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a fun little adventure, little sidetrack, and and uh, just be just be all in all fun. So in in randomness, uh, my wife said this the other day. She goes, "Yeah, sometimes when I take a drink of water, I like to hold it in my mouth a minute, and so I can let my tongue swim." You heard that right. And she, I, I don't know. I held it in this time because I knew it was coming, but. Uh, yeah, so she said this and immediately started laughing. I, of course, started laughing. Uh, but then I thought about it and I was like, how nice of you, <laughs> I guess. So now I just have this image where she's sitting there, cheeks full of water and her tongue just wiggling, just wiggling around. Give it a try. See what you think. Are tongues neglected? Do tongues, tongues are, I think they'd naturally be good swimmers, the right shape. They're, they're strong and muscular and they can wiggle right so i don't see why not maybe let your tongue let your tongue swim a little bit when you uh when you get a drink of water today or whatever you're drinking yeah let it let it let it just swim just for a couple seconds and then down the hatch it goes you know because it's got the taste buds it does you a solid by bringing you delicious letting you experience delicious flavors um unless your taste buds are a little bit picky like me and then sometimes it does you an annoying uh, favor, so not a favor, and anti-favor, and makes things difficult by, hey, man, I don't like this. And I'm like, well, I wish I did. It would be neat if I did. Do you have anything that, that you look at and you're like, I wish I liked that? For me, baked potatoes. And even really kind of mashed potatoes. But those are something that I've just never liked, and I'm like, man, it'd be nice to like that. Do you have anything like that where you're like, hey, I wish I liked this? Let me know. And let me know in the comment, DM, voice memo, review of the show, whatever, or just text messages fine too. I'm curious. So, all right, um, let's walk through. I got two little Debbie's feedbacks, right hand Hanyak, of course. And let's see, he had his top two and then I, I shared a post showing all the little Debbie's. So if you need a refresher on what all your options are, I would say... 
honorary mention for me is Nutter Butters, but they have to be refrigerated because even if it's like a nice 70 degrees in your house, just sitting out in room temperature, those things are always a little melty. And so mine got to be in the fridge. Um, here's an unhealthy meal that I used to eat as a child. Sometimes I would, I would make a plate of nachos and then grab a Nutter Butter, pack of Nutter Butters. And that would be my lunch. (laughs) 13 year old me really, uh, you know, the just eating the epitome of healthy diet right there. I tell you what, or it'd be a frozen pizza and some, none of it's Tony's frozen pizza. Shout out. Okay, here we go. So he had his top three. He shared some uh, cosmic brownies, oatmeal cream pie, and he couldn't come up with his number three. Then he looked at my posts and he said, probably the powdered mini donuts, which I didn't even realize technically those were a little Debbie, but those are fire. Those hit hard. I don't like the chocolate ones, but those are pretty fire. Oh, another food I wish I liked pie. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is about pie. I just don't. It just doesn't work for me. And I, as if you can tell by the foods I don't like, I'm a big texture guy. Also, flavor matters. But something about a, maybe the f- I don't like warm, soft, mushy kind of runny fruit for whatever reason. I just don't. I like I like if I like my fruit, I like it cold, crisp or in juice form. That's cold. And I just because I mean, pie crust is great. Pies look great. Pie is such an iconic thing. I mean, obviously, give me a give me a chocolate pie or something random like that you know it's, it's like that even really a pie at this point it's just chocolate pudding in a pan with a little bit of crust but hey i'll take what i can get so and then he reached out to his research his research team and they came up with their three uh their top three her top three little debbie star crunch oatmeal cream pie and then ho-hos so maybe they aren't, they said chocolate cupcakes, pretty sure they used to be called Ho-Ho's. Are they not called Ho-Ho's anymore? Does anybody know? Could anybody? Because I'll tell you right now, they are Ho-Ho's. That is, that is the term. It's an, that's such a great little like, hey, got a Ho-Ho, like it's memorable, everything about it. And then to be like, well, I'm sure it's something having to do with being PC or whatever. And be like, we need to call them chocolate cupcake. How vanilla, <laughs> pun intended, how bland could you be though? Really? Just for that, if they are truly chocolate cupcakes, I will never waste my, I mean, I never bought them anyways, but given the opportunity, I I will not partake. Mm -mm. I want a ho-ho. I don't want a chocolate cupcake. Come on, little Debbie. You got the star crunch, cosmic brownies. Oatmeal cream pies are just kind of descriptive, but still a satisfying name. Zebra cakes. I'm pretty sure it's little Debbie's. Nutty bars. Like all, all these great names. Chocolate cupcake. What? No, get out of here with that. So I don't know. TBD, someone let me know on that one. But I would love to know what your top three little Debbies are. You still got time to send it in. I got a couple people, but just let me know. Um, Go check out my post on Instagram to see the list. And if you're interested in partaking, giving your thoughts on a bracket, I could set up a bracket and for a tournament. Maybe it should be, you know, maybe it should be uh, round rock, whether it should be round robin or random draw bracket, and we see what the best little Debbie is. Obviously, like Barstool does this and stuff, and they get votes, and people vote, and it's based on votes. I don't have that luxury. So you get me analyzing it, unless you want to put in your two cents. And I can tell you right now, (laughs) 
the winners, who the winners, <laughs> I could probably tell you the three Little Debbie snacks with the highest chance of winning, and you could probably guess them as well, but I digress. So that was, that was an update on Little Debbie stuff. I appreciate you guys sending that stuff in. Uh, really means a lot. And then another random thought I had. So I heard about someone who was talking to another person, and they were like, the person they're talking to, let's call her Julie. I don't, I, I don't even know what her name is, but, and she, she, they were talking, you know, faiths and beliefs. And it's like, apparently there's one person in this environment who's a Jehovah's witness, a recent Jehovah's witness. And another person who's like a Catholic, but then this is always the funny thing. This is the funny thing about Catholicism to me is they're like, I'm Catholic. So that can mean so many things. I can mean, I went to 12 years of Catholic school, which is the most common for a lot of people to invoke Catholicism. Um, I go to mass once a year, twice a year, and or, or hey, I'm actually practicing Catholic, and it, there's just a wide range, right? It's like I'm Catholic, but I'm not really. And the person I was talking to was like, they didn't know what to say, and said they're not an active Catholic. Is that the right word? And I was like, I think the term you're looking for is practicing Catholic. But then, of course, my mind took that active. And I thought about, oh, my membership's not active. And so it lapsed. And so now <laughs> I'm in, I'm, I, I still have that membership, but it's lapsed or void and I need to re-up it. And I don't know, thinking of Catholicism in this way, like you would say a gym membership or, or like a magazine membership or whatever, any kind of membership you can think of. But it's like, oh no, this is for my religion. But it's kind of true in some ways. I think you... I don't know enough about Catholicism. I'm not going to dive into it, but it was just a really funny thought for me to be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm a Catholic, but my membership lapsed. And so this, you know, or my, my membership, like they pull up their membership card, but it's expired. And they're like, I haven't re-upped. I got to go to confession and go hit up mass. You know, I haven't been attending regularly. And it's all a regular conversation you might hear, but for whatever reason, thinking of it in that aspect just gave me a good chuckle. <laughs> and so I, and expand that too to all of Christianity. Like, I'm a Christian, but, you know, I'm not active. Well, on a slightly serious note, I would just look at that and be like, so you're not a Christian? Or like, same with a Catholic. So you're not a Catholic? And I think really what that's saying is I have a Christian background. Or I have a Catholic background. I have a whatever background. I'm not practicing. But when you look at these religions, the fundamental, like a fundamental key is is well this gets sticky sticky situation but it's but it's following that religion right and obviously we get into evangelical christianity and it's about yeah declaring him but then with that you know accepting him jesus as your savior but with doing that you then turn and follow and you're not saved on your works but it's the fruit of the tree type scenario right like it's it's lip service which is also referenced in you know, people are going to say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all this in your name? And he's going to say, go away from me. I never knew you. That's the people who proclaim Christ, but didn't live Christ. And same thing here. And so it's just funny to me to hear people be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm this, but I'm not practicing or I'm not active. Like, it's like, oh, I just like what I did since we moved to Houston. I froze my gym membership in Oklahoma City and I can do it. You can do a 90 day freeze. And after 90 days, it'll pick back up. So I wouldn't be charged to that. And it's like, it's like people do that, but they just do that and definitely like, Hey, I'm going to pause this payment, but I'm going to be like, Oh no, I'm Catholic. And I don't, I think it's just a social thing in general. People want to, 
Um, and I'm not faulting them. It's just funny to me. It's just like, then don't, I mean, don't, it's like people who own golf clubs, but never go golfing. It's like, oh yeah, I enjoy golf. Oh yeah, I got the set of clubs and whatnot. Oh, when's the last time you went? 25 years ago. So you're a golfer, but you're not active. So you're not a golfer effectively. You like the idea of a golfer, but you're not committed to the life of being a golfer, right? So it's like that at some level, just don't even pretend to be what you're not in some ways or claim to it. But my favorite new joke is that I've that I've heard is definitely the classic, like, I'm a Catholic. And it's like, oh, what is that? I went to 12 years of Catholic school, so I'm an expert on religion. And it's like, look, you know how many people went to private Christian schools and so they, yeah, they got a foundation, but they haven't even touched it, interacted with it, or done any, like, they haven't been in that world for, you know, it's now 20 years later. It's like, yeah, you you don't use it, you lose it, right? Like, you don't shoot a basketball for 20 years. You might have, there might be remnants of that. Um, shot and you might be able to find it but you have to work through some rust <laughs> and some build up but I just thought that was funny it's like oh I'm not active <laughs> it's like what the heck does that even mean um, really it's not practicing so on a different note I figured out my adult formal name so if you're confused by what that means that's the classic now a lot of us are old enough where we go and interact with kids and we get called Mr. So and so you know so for me it'd be like Mr. Olson you know just like my dad is Dr. Olson my mom is Mrs. Olson you know, and for to, to make that transition and be called Mr. Those Things out in a in a not super specific, like formal sense, meaning like, oh, I'm in a very formal, say, business meeting or whatever. So we call Mr. Whatever. But when, and, and until we establish that, like, hey, you can just call me this. That's different. But like just interacting with people. Well, I went and got my oil change and dude called me Mr. Gus the whole time. And I loved it. So I think, I think that's my, that's what I would like. Say I ever get into teaching or anything. Uh, I think Mr. Gus is the way to go. Now you might say, Oh, it sounds a little kiddie or whatever. I don't know. Mr. Olson is cool, but like Mr. Gus, it fits me. I think. All right. I mean, Mr. Viking would work too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Feels like it formalizes to it. So maybe like, is there just, I can't say Lord Viking. That's weird. I'm not, not going to take that position. But anyways, Mr. Gus. And at the end of it, I was like, I think I really like that. Like, it's, it's formal. He's like, hey, Mr. Gus, like, giving me that formality, but it's still casual. It's the, it's the mullet of titles right there, all right? It's the tuxedo shirt of titles. And I'm here for that. So uh, how do you feel about formal names, right? I mean, of course, just like to go by... Gus, you can call me Viking, you can call me Hanyak, whatever you want to call me, really. It's not a big deal. I've got several different names. People are like, oh, you ever gone by Gus Gus or Guster or Gus Bus? And I was like, I'm going by all of those to each of their own, right? Whichever one, or you can just call me Gus straight up. It's whatever. But Mr. Gus, I'm like, I, I'd be willing to put that on my business card, Mr. Gus. <laughs> and is, maybe it's too casual, but like, that's just me. All right. And I'm not going to not be me. And yeah, you might say, oh, you might lose out. You know, people might look at that and be like, oh, what is this? He's not serious. And it's like, no, I'm very serious. And I'm, and I'm, and I mean business when I mean business, but that doesn't mean the, the jovial side of me doesn't has to stop all of a sudden. So anyways, but yeah. What do you think of Mr. Gus? How do you feel when you get called? Does it throw you? It throws me a little bit when someone's like Mr. Olson, uh huh? Excuse me. Who is that? I can't even use the joke. That's my dad. Cause my dad's freaking Dr. Olson. 
So technically, yeah, I would be Mr. Olson. I mean, I could say that's my brother's. It's not me, though. <laughs> Someone else. Someone ran. It's the Olsen twins' dad. I don't know. It's not me. I'm Mr. Gus. So feel free to use that as my official name. Like, I'm talking email, signature, everything. And if I just don't use Gus Olson. But, all right, real quick. In Crazy, I don't know if you heard about this, but there's a woman. I'll see if I can link the article. There's a, woman, there's a guy who went on some psychotic rampage and shot um, indiscriminately into this woman's apartment with her and two children and like wrecked her apartment and obviously almost killed him. Right. So this guy gets arrested or actually, no, he ends up in a hostage or a a standoff, like where he's barricaded with the police, police end up shooting and killing him. Right. So the woman sets up a GoFundMe. She gets a couple thousand dollars in a few days, but of course what this comes down to is ah, police shooting of a guy who's clearly in a mental health crisis, which we'll get into that in a second. And then Here's, here's how upside down our society is in, in some respects right now. This crazy shooter who almost murdered a mother and her children just because he was rampaging for no reason at no one. You know, I almost envision this as the classic guy in the corner who's just raging. And you're like, what's he? Who's he yelling at? Oh, no. But, oh, just the sky, <laughs> the park bench. That's what it sounds like to me. And he outpaced. There was a GoFundMe page from his family for him. And he was, I don't know, he, she'd put up like 2000 He'd put up like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in GoFundMe. Now, obviously, this could come down to marketing, like the more that news site. But still, how insane is that? That the perfectly innocent people who were almost victims for no good reason to an indiscriminate madman who had a gun are not supported or supported to have at, but the but the madman is supported because this is how weird things have gotten in our and I just go holy well then the someone found this and they shared it and then and then fortunately people corrected themselves and said wait what and the mom's page now it got up to like 50,000 last I read in the article and now it's you know two or three times the size of The other guys, but the other guy, and of course they got the classic Ben Crump, the lawyer who's at any one of these scenes. And of course the reason he was having a mental health crisis. And look here, that's, that's, that is true. And I, I feel for those people, but when mental health crisis is, I have a gun and I'm just shooting it wild. I'm sorry, but it, for the sake of all the innocent people around mental health crisis or not, when that is the situation. The first order of business is neutralizing the threat and talking. I mean, based on the very little information I have, no situations, things are happening so fast and people's lives are at risk. There's no time to think or to say, hey, man, calm down. It doesn't. Those aren't typically people you can reason with. You have to neutralize the threat. And sadly, that meant taking this guy's life. But I think when people's lives are at risk in that sense it's like look if there's someone who's just rambling and ranting and he's walking and weaving in traffic or whatever and he and he's unarmed that's a totally different situation but dude is just shooting off rounds and since then some you know some of his social media stuff has been shared and look i'm not saying this guy wasn't sick or didn't have problems and we should acknowledge that but when crazy gets deadly 
This is the sad, hard truth of our world. So I can feel bad that this happened to this guy and that he lost his life, but also maintain that, look, dude had to be stopped. What, what, you know, you know, should the, what, what, just let him go and let him, let him finish and then try and talk him down and get him some help. I'm sorry. It's just rocking a hard place though. But anyways, I just thought that was wild. And sometimes I think it's, um, we'll call it this weekend crazy. <laughs> if, if how, how weird the culture can get now, this situation did correct itself after being properly called out. But my goodness, when I saw that, I personally, I was appalled. I was like, this is ridiculous. We care, and, and this is where we start infantilizing and victimizing criminals who are doing criminal things. And it's like, look, we have to have some sort of order. We need, we need to properly acknowledge victims. And I'm not sitting here and saying he's irredeemable and I should just sit here and bash him, the perpetrator of this crime. But we need to, acknowledge, we need to live in reality at some point. And I think that's the sad thing is, is a lot of people, a lot of our culture pushes back against reality. Well, things should be this way. Well, things aren't right? Well, he shouldn't have had to die. Well, he was shooting through random people's apartments, putting children and women, innocents at risk. And then he barred himself in and, and was shooting at the police. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do, right? So this goes back to something I did a few years ago with my dad and brother, where we had a simulation where it was old cop training videos where like you go in and there's a projector screen, but you can kind of shoot at the, or there's a wall and they project an image and it takes you through a scenario and you have to decide whether to like, and you have your gun down, but you have to decide in like a split second whether to pull up and shoot. And so and basically these people are sitting there and you're in your, this, you don't actually saying anything, but this video is playing. He's like, hey, man, look, come on, I'm doing this. And it really put into perspective the kinds of like seemingly innocuous scenarios that cops will go through that can turn deadly in an instant because someone just waits for the moment and they reach. And it's like you have a quarter of a second to, to decide, oh, do I, do I pull and do I, do I fire? Is this guy reaching for a gun or am I shooting an unarmed person? And it's, I mean, it, I look at it as an impossible situation, but I, I wish I, we would all, I think everyone should be subject to just going and just sitting, even if you're using a Nerf gun or not even a gun, but just one that, you know, does shoot, has a little, a real gun, but maybe is, is like just shoots a laser, right? And tells you, because then on top of deciding whether to shoot, do you hit them? Do you shoot first? Do, were they even going to shoot? What would, you know, and holy crap, it was insane. But yeah, that's your, uh, this week in crazy. I'll put the link to the article down below obviously if you've heard of that i want to know what your thoughts on that are i think that's totally i'm not saying that the guy's family can't start a gofundme to help with the funeral costs and whatnot and i'm not saying this doesn't point to deeper endemic problems in our society and our culture but just at least for this part of the situation absolutely insane and yet and this is something too where i see i think gofundme has gotten too involved in who can have gofundme pages and has gotten politicized because you've seen certain GoFundMe's get taken down, but then other ones like this get remained up where it's like, dude could have been a, a mass shooter or murderer. And that's the funny thing, right? Now, no, I, I don't think anyone got shot, so he's not a mass shooter. But say he'd hit the woman and two kids, that's three people, mass shooter. Oh, and then that flips it on its head. I mean, and, but it's just, fortunately, the mom, the kids, we're not victims in that sense but and there's images of like the damage in, in their apartment of just you know holes in walls and sinks and all this stuff is just 
damage because bullets were flying through your apartment. Can you imagine how scary that is? Oh my gosh. But anyways, that's where we're going to cut it off for today. I got stuff I got to get to. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you had a great week so far. If not, there's still time to turn it around. So uh, I encourage you to go do something hard. I have something I'm talking to my sister into doing, but you maybe heard me talk about is I've so gotten into cycling a little bit or I'm trying, I'm trying to get into it. My wife is very into it. I'm trying and I've asked her to be patient. You know, some things just, I'm not just super into it off the bat and it's uncomfortable and uh, all this stuff. So I'm trying to get into it. But one thing I've, I've taken a liking to is waiting till the hottest part of the day and then going on a bike ride. And which most people, it's like, okay, we try and go around that. When I look at the, and I basically am choosing to go on hard mode and there's something invigorating about that that not so much in the moment or after the fact, but the second time I did it, I was excited to do it. And I told my sister, she lives in an apartment complex. And I just said, Hey, I want to challenge you. Try this out. It sounds crazy, but I can't, I can't explain it to you. You just have to experience for yourself. But I said, there's record heat waves in Oklahoma. I said, I want you to just walk to the other side of your complex and back 15, 20 minutes, obviously hydrate, make sure you're feeling okay. You know, don't push yourself, but just walk 20 minutes, do something really hard. You get real sweaty and then tell me that it doesn't make you, doesn't de-stress you. You don't feel, I don't know, even if it's small, but you don't feel, wow, a sense of accomplishment. And then guess what? You are now more resilient because of it, because you're purposely doing something the hard way instead of saying, oh, I'm going to wait till the cool of the morning or the cool of the evening to go and do to to go for a walk or to go ride my bike. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to go into the hottest part of the day. I'm going to take this thing head on. I don't know, something really exciting about it. So you don't have to do that, especially I've already addressed this, my MS crowd. Um, please don't do that, but find something for you. Where normally you're like, hey, I would do this then, but and I don't do it at this time or this way because it's more difficult. And just one time, just do it, just do it the hard way and just see, see how you feel. And now, for my sister specifically, I'm not offering it to this to you listeners, but I might. We'll just see. But I, I said, look, initially I said, hey, if you do it and, and, and it just sucked and you didn't get anything positive out of it, it didn't help de-stress, it didn't help clear your mind to help you study better, as, you know, because she's going to do it on a study break, then I'll buy, you cold, I'll buy you some ice cream. And yeah, I almost said cold stone, which for her I am, but ooh, if I was to extend this to other people... My bill will go up, 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 uh, get costly real fast. But, and then she was like, man, I didn't want to do it, but ice cream sounds nice. And I said, you know what? Do it. And regardless of the outcome, if you do it and complete it, ice cream, that's what I'm willing to put online because I'm willing to bet that you're going to be like, oh, this is not, I might do this once a week now. Cause so far that's kind of what I've been trying to do is do a, do a, do a heat of the day ride once a week. And man, it's hot. It's sweaty. But I'm starting to like, and, and this goes back to the comfort crisis book, which I did a book review on, I don't know, a month or so ago and really, really good book where it talks about intentionally making yourself uncomfortable and doing something hard brings this new resilience, clarity, and ability to like it to de-stress because you, you put yourself in a high stress situation on purpose and you get through it and it actually kind of like, it makes you more robust in some sense. And you're like, oh. You know, if you find yourself like, oh, I'm being stressed out by all this stuff in life right now, go do something hard. Whether it's like, hey, I want to do a minute plank outside on the hot concrete. And, oh, oh, that's hard, right? Maybe a minute plank is hard enough, but then you add that factor and you're like, geez, yeah, minute, middle of the day. 
Once again, MS crew, don't do this. I don't know what, what would it, what would that be for you, but find something, uh, shoot. Maybe for the MS crew can't get hot. Maybe it's an ice bath, maybe five minutes and you'll get two 20 pound bags of ice, put it in your bathtub, fill it with water, try and get in there or something or cold shower. Even try and try and get in the shower. I want you to turn it all the way to cold. You can turn your back too, because that's that's how I had to start. But sitting there and just get it to where it's like lukewarm or cool. That'll help it. And then turn it as cold as it'll go and just last as long as you can. And then you go back and warm yourself up by making it super hot again. But do that. Some random stuff, little stuff like that. And all of a sudden you're finding yourself like, I want to take a full cold shower. I want to do this for 30 seconds, for a minute. Um, it'd be helpful if you had a watch or stopwatch or you just count. It's going to be hard to count because it'll take your breath away. But um, that's what I want to close with. And that's kind of become my new theme right now. It's like, do something. Hard. It's weird. I feel myself. I'm like, am I going to? I was like, oh no. Am I buying into like Liver King, David Goggins type stuff right now? Just get out and get hard. <laughs> and I kind of am. But I'm, I'm. Fine, and I've I've kind of had to work my way into this. I didn't just dive in the same way they did. At some, there, there's going to be some form of a leap in some sense. Where one day I was like, you know, instead of going in the morning or evening, I'm just going to ride in the middle of the day. But that'd be hard. Um, and I did that this May when we lived in Guthrie, and it was hot. And I was like, I was working out at home, and I was like, I could go in the morning. Nah, nah, I'm gonna work out in the hottest part of the day. And there's just something cool about it. But there's ways that you can find something for yourself. And that doesn't have to be that specifically related to the summer, but it's just easy in the summer. If you don't have MS to be able to just say, Hey, I'm going to go, even if it's just, Hey, I like to take a daily walk, take it in the middle of the day. Now I have to qualify with this. You have to be smart in the sense of the rule is you cannot put yourself in danger or at risk unnecessarily. Meaning I hydrate very well. I have a bunch of water and I monitor myself. And on those, on those hot day rides. And it's like, I prep, I do the right thing. So, you know, have someone there. If you're going to be in an ice bath or something like that, or cold shower, and you're not sure how it's going to go. Just like if, if you have a spouse or someone, just let them know like, Hey, I'm doing this. And also I think just talk to each other, say, Hey, how's this going? How's that going? So I don't know, super motivated in that sense, uh, in life right now. And I wanted to end on a more positive note because I realized I was ending on a negative note. So let me know top three little Debbie's come on. Let me know. Do you want to see a bracket? Should it be a round robin? Are, would you be willing to come on an episode? And we can have more than one person. We can do a whole Zoom call or a stream even. Maybe. Maybe that's my next stream is a Little Debbie tournament extravaganza live. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. And we we work through. Now, I need your help as, from the, as the audience members for that to happen. So um, chip in, chime in, DM me, email me, text me, whatever. Leave a voice memo through the link below. If you want to support the show, you can also do that. You don't have to, I will, I will, at least for now where the podcast stands, I, I like the, the philosophy of keeping as much content as I can absolutely free and always offering that. And then finding ways to, you know, support this, whether that's just through support of people just willing to donate or just selling merch. And that's how it's funded. But I'll keep the content free. I'm not a big fan necessarily of doing content behind a paywall unless it's like super specific, but yeah, let me know uh, below, go do something hard and let me know how it went. I want to hear about it. Let's talk about that, right? I want to, I want to build this positive culture of people getting stronger, more resilient, Viking level resilience. You think about the Vikings, think how tough they were way up in the North in the Arctic circle, sailing, navigating, go. I mean, that's the image of a Viking, right? And I want to actually live that out. I don't want to be soft. I don't want to be a yuppie. I want to be, I want to be hard. I want to be Viking level tough. So if you want to get Viking level tough, reach out to me. I'm happy to be an accountability part. I'm not going to be perfect. 
but I'll, I'll be here for you. I'll text you once a week, every, you know, twice a week, whatever you want, once a month and be like, Hey, have you done something hard? Or if you need someone to call you a wimp, tell you to get hard, say, who's going to carry the, you know, motivate you. Who's going to carry the boats. I'm willing to do that because I'm good at that. And, uh, and it's one of those things too. It's like, well, I, I might get mad at you. Good. Use that anger. Then you're getting mad because I'm hitting a nerve and I get mad at myself because it's a nerve, right? So that'll do it for me though. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanya Accord. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord. Hope you have a great rest of the week. There's still time to turn it around if it hasn't been good so far. So get out there, do something hard, turn your week around. We'll see you back here on Friday and I will keep this little deadly stuff under development. I've also got a friend who has a podcast and I told him maybe they should do this. So maybe we do a crossover episode where we talk about it. I don't know. We'll talk to him, figure it out. But let me know your top three little Debbie. Um, do you let me know any good formal stories about being called Mr. So-and-so or Mr. This and that I'm Mr. Gus, obviously, um, the head Hanyak, the rambling Viking, whatever you want to call me, but that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you here next time on the rambling Viking podcast. This is your head Hanyak signing off.